Welcome to the fourth branch program. Glad you can make it. I am MD. This program is dedicated exclusively for those with common sense, a spirit of patriotism, and a determination for a more perfect union. Stay tuned as we begin the discussion of a very important, interesting, and enlightening topic. Hope to hear from you soon. Happy listening. Philosopher born in 427 BC is actually uh, the founder of uh, the Platonist school of thought. Uh, to put it in perspective, he is uh, the first the the school of thought that he built, he created, pretty much an academy, if you like was the first institution, the first institution of higher learning in the Western world. In other words, Plato was the pioneer in all the major universities today we talk about, we refer to like Harvard, Yale, etc. And of course, it's not just here in the United States. Uh, in Europe, you have Oxford University. So all those major universities that people flock, people with means, flock to, to get an education, to be graduated from, in order for them to get a good job, in order to be recognized. Obviously, if you graduate from Harvard University, from Yale, any of the Ivy League school, here in the United States, it is a big deal. And that's the reason you may recall that a number of very wealthy individuals, in especially celebrity, paid pretty handsome uh, uh, sum of money in order to get their children into the school, even if they're not qualified, because they know that if you're 
associate your name, your children's name with those schools, those universities, they pretty much successful in life. All you have to say is, I studied at Harvard. And that opens the door. Well, Plato, Greek philosopher, born in 427 BC, was the founder of the first institution of higher learning in the Western world. He said that we can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark. The real tragedy is when grown men are afraid of the light. We can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark. The real tragedy, however, is when grown men are afraid of the light. The past few weeks, months even, we've seen Republican legislators in Washington whose job is to exercise oversight on the executive branch, whose job is to safeguard, to preserve, to protect the Constitution of the United States, they are all running away from the light. There is very little, very few things that anyone in this whole wide world can do or can say to me that would get me angry or upset. Because my upbringing, my parents taught me well. There is not anything that anybody say about me that impacts my life. If you say you're ugly, okay. But there is one thing that gets under my skin. Is when people lie to me. I cannot stand that. As a matter of fact, if there were a competition between myself and God who hates lies more, I think there would be a draw. I really hate liars. I just cannot stand anybody lying to me. Very early on, we, myself and my sibling, learned from our parents, it's better to face the consequences of the truth than to lie. Because if you keep lying, eventually it will catch up with you and the consequences may be even bigger than if you were to confront it early. So in other words, when I talk to people and they lie to me, you see two things. Here's an interesting tidbit about myself. I am extremely 
selective about friends. In fact, I can count in one finger, in one hand rather, or probably in one finger, <laughs> the number of people I would call friends. acquaintances, people I talk to, people I converse with. But if you lie to me, depending on the severity of the lie, I may still talk to you, but I would not consider you a friend. In fact, if you were to be my friend, that means you already pass all the tests of people who, of someone who would not lie to me. And I return the favor. In fact, it's my nature. I do not lie to people. So when people lie, they really turn me off completely. This is the only thing that I get under my skin. So if you're following this logic, considering that the President of the United States is a professional liar, you don't have to ask the obvious question. There are, today, in the Republican Party, there is not a single individual in the Republican Party who step away from lying on behalf of the president. Of course, some people call it politics. Unfortunately, this is what put the country in the predicament it is today because of ignorance. You may have received or you will receive shortly an invite and in the invite I think the title is say something to the regard of legal stupidity. Maybe, I don't know, but something within these parameters. I must say for quite some time, but the past two plus years, this situation has become worse not just for a political party, but for American society. I explained here in this program before that I've watched Republican senators making argument that would make the devil feel proud of, its, of it himself or herself, whoever that is. Because they're able to make argument to defend the indefensible. Although I discussed the topic of politics here before, I'll give you a short primer in order to be able to make the distinction between politics and outright stupidity. Because people have uh, this inclination to think that everything is politics. Maybe. Or everything that you see that Democrats 
against Republican. That's what this has become. It's like it becomes a fight, a race, a competition. Which brings me to the reason we have this venue here, the fourth French. Not to become another voice, not another venue just for someone to be ranting around, to be ranting about things, but rather a venue to eradicate ignorance from our society. You see, ignorance is the biggest threat to any democracy. Ignorance is the biggest, not one of the biggest, the biggest threat to any democracy is ignorance. In fact, most, well, all authoritarians, dictators, the first order of business is to suppress knowledge and to lie to the audience, to lie to the people, because they know that keeping the people in ignorance works on their favor. Because the more ignorant people are, the better it is for the authoritarian. And once you see an individual using ignorance as a tool, you don't have to be a historian in order to understand where you're heading. That's why when I talk about what's going on in this country, it really saddened me, genuinely saddened by what's going on in the country because I know where it's leading. People live their lives day to day, just vie vie, as we say in French, or don't pay attention to what's going on or think what's going on doesn't impact them or will not impact them. Or maybe because they benefit of what's going on, everything is fine. But I always bring this to the forefront. On the day of 9-11, it was a beautiful day. Everyone went about was going about their business. Just like the day before, or the week before, or the years before, everything was just the way that we, here in America, expect the day to go. Except that, that's not what happened. When people get disconnected, when people live in ignorance, the tragedy that await around the corner may be very difficult to recover from. Your life may change forever for good. And we know we currently experiencing it. After 9-11, traveling to travel become, especially if you travel by plane, it becomes one of the major inconveniences in life. Because you have to go through so many 
layered so many hoops being scanned being if you look you look suspicious any kind of behavior that people do not consider normal now become hey suspicious that same look that same behavior prior to 9-11 would have been just fine but now it's not so which means when something happened it impacts lives for a very 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 long time that's why it boggled the mind to see the individuals the republican legislators you know congressmen senators you know their job is not to defend the president did you know that the constitution clearly gave them a very specific job to exercise oversight on the executive branch now you may like the idea that someone those people in washington who don't give a hoot about the constitution defending the president you may like that if you're a republican because you do you just like the idea because you think it's politics but i guarantee you your children your grandchildren will pay the price there is no free lunch as we say here you condone what your republican legislators are doing because it benefits you that's short immediate rewards that you're getting but rest assured your children your grandchildren will pay a price for that now in all fairness you started that that predicament because when you went to the poll in 2016 you voted Donald Trump in office knowing all the things that you know about Donald Trump you started the process of destroying the future for your children and your grandchildren now there are a lot of stupid ignorant people in the country and by stupid ignorant we're not talking about people who didn't go to college because the people who elected Donald Trump they were not all people who didn't go to college a good size of a good majority of the people who voted Donald Trump in office they did some of them take advantage of that very fact because they know they're going to get a job or somebody they know going to get a job so they 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 trade the security of the country they trade the integrity of the presidency they trade the importance of our constitution because they will be able to make money they will be able to have some sort of benefit and as you can see we're watching evolving right under our eyes that very problem I watch John Kennedy is a senator from Louisiana and I kid you not and every time that I think about it it really sent chills to my bone I watch John Kennedy making a defense for wrongdoing of Donald Trump And that day I said something to the effect that this is a guy that would make Jesus look worse than the devil. 
And I don't say that for the sake of saying it. I say that to give you an, an understanding of how that guy can lie to his constituent, can lie to his audience just to make a point that benefits someone because it benefits him too. Because the affairs of the country do not matter. Today, today, there is not a single Republican elected official or legislator who stand on the ground of morality, who stand on the ground of uh, uh, family values. All of them for reason that I have yet to understand a line to defend the indefensible. I must say this is something I'm trying to grapple with because in order to provide some sort of remedy, some sort of solution, you have to understand the problem. Now, the Constitution made provision for somebody like Donald Trump in the Oval Office. Someone who doesn't care about the country. Someone who is doing everything that's contrarian to the Constitution. We do have provision for that, which is what's currently going on with the impeachment inquiry. And it is a process that whether you're a supporter of Donald Trump, you're a Republican, no matter where you stand, this is a process you should applaud and you should support. Whether you believe it's fair or not, it's totally irrelevant. And the reason is because that gives hope that the, 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 the framers of the Constitution put in place a structure that provides us as a country the ability to hold into account everyone. So it's not a matter of Democrat or Republican. You may not recall, but during the Bill Clinton impeachment, 30 Democrats sided with Republicans because they too understand that the presidency has to have a certain level of morality. The president has to have certain level of integrity. Do you know that not a single Republican side with Democrat to impeach, to begin the impeachment of Donald Trump? You see a problem? You may not understand it if you're a Republican, if you're a supporter of Donald Trump and you think, oh, this is great. It is not great. It is actually the saddest thing to, to, to know, to find out that you have no one in the Republican Party was any value, any moral value, any moral compass to say, that's not acceptable. What Bill Clinton did was more of a personal matter. He cheated on his, on his wife. What Donald Trump did is not a personal matter. It's a national matter. Donald Trump try to bribe a foreign government using the taxpayers' money. So this is not something small. And for no single, not a single Republican to say, that's not acceptable. Instead, they're providing all sorts of 
defense. As I explained last Saturday, they know that bribery is wrong because before we had an army of witnesses coming and say that, yes, Donald Trump tried to bribe, bribe the president of, U of Ukraine, they all were saying that if it gets to that, we're definitely not going to stand for it. I'm talking about Republican legislators in Washington. Lindsey Graham on national TV went on Fox and said, if it gets to that, this is a different game. Which means, if you're following, if you're watching, if you're paying attention, that means they know that bribery is wrong. But when witnesses provide undeniable proof that Donald Trump was indeed involved in bribery, they said, oh, this is not so, so bad. So there is no moral compass. There is no value. There is no patriotism. As far as the president of the United States trying to bribe or extort a foreign government, they said, well, that's not bad. In fact, the chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney, said, we do it all the time. Just for your F for uh, FYI, we don't. They, that's just a line that they use to defend what's indefensible. Plato say we can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark. The real tragedy is when grown men are afraid of the light. How do you make sense of the noise? Talking points here, sound bites there, chaos, confusion, partisanship, lawmakers with no concern for our constitution, deception, corruption running rampant in Washington. Is it all politics? Join me every day for our regular program air at 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, for a discussion on social political issues which impact our lives and those of future generations. See you then. We are going to show you 
why it is important if you are a Republican constituent. Why at this juncture in our life you should pressure your representative to abide by the Constitution. I explained before what politics here. Here in this forum, I explained the difference between politics and complete stupidity and abandonment of duty. The legislative branch, which is Congress and the Senate, has the important duty of exercising oversight. I know partisanship may sometimes cloud your judgment for you to understand the importance. If you if you genuinely interested in advancing the affair of the country, if you are a patriot, and by patriot I don't mean someone who simply put a hand on the chest during national anthem. No, that's not what I meant. And I don't mean someone who just say, I'm a patriot because they are, you are an American citizen and you think that is the definition of patriotism. No, that's not what I meant. If you are a patriot, someone who would give us something important, that also may include even your own life, in order to defend the Constitution, to defend our nation, that's what a patriot would do. If you are a patriot, a genuine patriot, it is time you pressure your elected official to do what's demanded in the Constitution. Because you see, when you have something and you lose it, you will spend the rest of your life regretting not to have done anything about it. Now, I know a lot of people, especially those who were born right in the United States, those who did not study history, those who do not care much about the, 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 the inner working of our democracy, they may not care much what is going on in Washington. They think it's just politics. I'm here to tell you what's going on in Washington is shaping the future of this nation. You may not be around to see the damages, but your children, your grandchildren will certainly pay the price. That's why you, if you are a young generation, 18 years plus, I strongly encourage you to get very involved in this process because you're going to be around to see the damages, the impact of what's currently going on in the country. Today, most in the Republican Party, the Republican legislature, congressmen, senators, they're only interested in immediate reward. They want to keep their job. They think by supporting Donald Trump, Donald Trump will campaign for them and they will be able to keep their job. As far as your concern, your interest, the concern of the country, they couldn't care less. And I've been providing example here in this venue to show you that's the case. 
that's not something that started with Donald Trump. But with Donald Trump, it has exacerbated, it has amplified. So if you are 18 plus years of age, I strongly encourage you to get very involved. Because while those people, it could be your father, your mother, your uncle, it could be any or one of those people who are only looking at immediate rewards. And sometimes the reward that they, they see is so ridiculous, so stupid, that you wonder why would you barter our freedom, our democracy for that. It's just their ego. It's just their pride. I've been saying for two plus years now that anyone in the Republican Party who voted Donald Trump in office, anyone who is a patriot, anyone who has a shred of common sense and common decency would come to the conclusion at this point that I made a mistake. And if you do not come to that conclusion, that means you okay with the type of damages that being done to the nation, to the Republic. An impeachment inquiry open into Donald Trump behavior towards the president of Ukraine, not because Democrats want to impeach Donald Trump. I can tell you with a high degree of certainty that Nancy Pelosi did not want to impeach Donald Trump. Nancy Pelosi tried everything humanly possible to prevent that from happening. So if you hear any of your Republican legislators, elected officials tell you otherwise, they are lying to you. But Nancy Pelosi is the speaker of the House, a branch of the government responsible to exercise oversight on the executive branch. And Donald Trump attempt to bribe a president of a foreign country is not an acceptable behavior. No matter which way you slice and dice it, it's not acceptable. First, let me ask the question. Do you think Donald Trump has integrity? Dwight Eisenhower said that the supreme quality for leadership is unquestionably integrity. Do you think Donald Trump has integrity? Do you think any of the Republican legislators have integrity? You see, we have a problem. Now, some people may not care because whatever it turns out to be, they don't care what happened to the future generation. They don't care what happened to their children or their grandchildren. Because if they can reap some immediate rewards, they're fine. As I mentioned, the purpose of this venue, this forum, is to eradicate ignorance. Because ignorance is the biggest threat to any democracy. 
JFK said that the ignorance of one voter, one, the ignorance of one voter in a democracy impairs the security of us all. Just one voter put a security in jeopardy. Imagine what that means for millions of voters. So Donald Trump is being impeached because Donald Trump tried to bribe the president of Ukraine. Now, if you have moral values, if you have family values, if you are, have Christian values, and if those values are more important to you, than supporting an individual because the individual in question, Donald Trump, is not Jesus. He cannot save you from your sins. And besides, his presence, his life is very temporary. He was rushed to the hospital, yes, over the weekend because something happened. Of course, they're lying White House lying about the whole thing, but reporters at the White House already put two and two together and know that Donald Trump has a health problem. Now, whether that's true or not is irrelevant to this conversation. It's just to make a point that Donald Trump's life is very temporary. So to sacrifice your Christian values, to sacrifice your moral values, in order to support an individual committing crime after crime. What is my boggling to me? And what makes the situation even worse is the following, the following fact. You see all the Republican legislators, congressmen, senators, people like Devin Nunez, all those people were trying to defend the indefensible? What makes it sad is because, number one, they know what Trump did is wrong. Because they said that themselves before we get to know for certain that Donald Trump committed bribery, they all said one thing, that if that happened, because they were defending it by saying it did not happen. That was the defense. You do not defend someone about something that's good. That person doesn't, doesn't need defense, need praise, need to be uh, complimented for doing it. You only defend people who do something wrong. And that time, that, that's what the, the defense was, that Donald Trump did not get involved in any such thing. And a number of those Republicans, including Lindsey Graham, went on national TV and said that if indeed, because he did not believe that Donald Trump was involved in bribery, but he said if indeed that happened, then that would change the whole dynamic of things for him. So they acknowledge that bribery is wrong. But when they find out 
Because when witness after witness come forward and say, yes, it did happen, and now all the Republicans throw away all values, Christian values, moral values, family values, and they now all on a defense bandwagon that, oh, that's not bad. It did not go through with it. What they really say, in case you're not paying attention, is Donald Trump tried to bribe the president of Ukraine. The initial process of the bribe began. He froze the money and he demanded that the president of Ukraine speak publicly and declare he is going to open an investigation into the Biden and into the 2016 presidential election to show that it wasn't the Russia, it wasn't Russia that interfered, it was Ukraine. That was the bribe. But when the whistleblower put out that information, then he had no choice but to release the money. And Republican today, legislators saying, oh, the bribe didn't really go through, so it's not a crime. And on top of that, there is another aspect of the defense. Now, it's a two-pronged defense. One, bribery is not a crime. Two, Donald Trump is too stupid to really concoct such a big plot to bribe. That's what the word legal stupidity referring to. If you are a Christian, if you are a patriot, if you have some sense, some shred of decency, and you're watching those individuals who represent you, they are your senator, your congressman. And I'm not talking about people who do not have those things. Because people who don't have decency, people who don't have common sense, people who, don't, who are not Christian, all those people would see what the Republican legislators are doing. That's just fine. We love it. But if you are a Christian, if you have a, some shred of decency, if you have moral values, you cannot possibly have any joy watching your representative defending the wrongdoing of the president. In fact, you cannot agree with what the president did. But even more so, you cannot support your Republican legislators to defend this type of indefensible action by the President of the United States. Now let me put it in perspective for you in case you didn't watch the program over the weekend. And I want you to, to, to follow me very closely because as I mentioned, it is a sad, we are in a sad moment in time. 
before I, I, I forget uh, this whole thing evolving in front of us, tomorrow, starting tomorrow, uh, that Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, there are going to be more witnesses uh, coming to Washington to uh, talk about uh, the aspect of the detail that they, they know of in terms of the President of the United States attempting to bribe the President of Ukraine. In fact, let's uh, uh, take a quick look at that very aspect that I just mentioned. For the past two plus years, the country wakes up every day to confusion, to chaos, triggered cause generated by the very individual whose primary job is to prevent it in the first place. Hi, my name is Mike Duchenne, host of the Fourth Range Program, The Place for Common Sense. FDR said that the liberty of a democracy is not safe if the people tolerated the growth of private power to a point where it becomes stronger than the democratic state itself. Ownership of government by an individual, by a group, or any controlling private power is fascism. FDR also warned us to beware of that small group of selfish men who would clip the wings of the American ego in order to feather their own nest and to never underestimate a man who overestimate himself. We did also receive warning from other very famous politicians. George Washington, the first president of the United States, warned us to guard against the imposture of pretended patriotism. With this publication, we tackle the discussion on how the guardrails of our democracy are being removed. The rule of law trampled, the constitution shredded right under our eyes. Is it politics? Join me every day for our regular program air at 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter for a discussion on social political issues which impact our lives and those of future generations. See you then. was told that uh, uh, maybe I didn't uh, something was wrong with uh, with the microphone hopefully I'm not just talking then uh, it's going through uh, in any event uh, the 
I was saying earlier that um, the let's make sure that I you can hear me I'm not just making gesture and no voice coming out just give me a second and we'll take a quick look at that how do you make sense of the noise talking points here sound bites there chaos confusion partisanship lawmakers with no concern for our constitution deception corruption running rampant in washington is it all politics join me every day for our regular program air at 10 30 a.m on youtube facebook twitter for a discussion on social political issues which impact our lives and those of future generations. See you then. Well, hopefully everything that I said earlier was uh, captured, but I have no way of knowing that now. Uh, but it seemed that may could have been the case. We were talking about the fact that Republican legislators have abandoned uh, the, 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 the most important job that they have, which is to exercise oversight on the executive branch. In the Constitution, it's not said when it's Democrat administration, Republicans should exercise oversight. Or when it's a Republican administration, Democrats should exercise oversight. That's not what's said in the Constitution. It is said that the legislative body, which comprises of today, well, here in the United States, there are only two major political parties. Obviously, it's going to be Democrat and Republican. But in the Constitution, it does not matter who is running the legislative body. In other words, if you are a patriot, if you are concerned about the future of the country, you should also be very concerned that your Repub Republican representative have completely abandoned their constitutional duty. Yes, I understand if you're a Republican, you may like the idea that they're not holding Donald Trump accountable, It is a price that you will pay, maybe not you directly, but future generations, your children, your grandchildren will pay that price. Because the framers of the Constitution did, pro did provide, did put that in the Constitution in order to preserve what we have. Now, it is established, and Republicans, all the Republicans are already on board that bribery is a crime they are already on board and they know that's the case and the reason is because we have witnesses after witnesses after witnesses coming forward and say unequivocally that Donald Trump 
had indeed committed bribery in regards to the president of Ukraine. So it is no longer possible for a Republican to deny that's the case. So they switched gear and they said, well, you know, eh, it's not really bad because Donald Trump did not go through with the process. Now, because I don't know whether the initial conversation went through, I'm going to repeat it pretty quickly that what they're saying is, and what the, what, what the whistleblower put out is saying that Donald Trump froze the money that was supposed to be given to, the pres to Ukraine to buy weapons against Russian aggression. And Donald Trump made giving the money to the president of Ukraine a conditional thing because the president of Ukraine was to go to the microphone to speak publicly and say that his administration is going to open an investigation into the Biden and also into the 2016 presidential election to prove to prove that Russia was not the aggressor but rather some Ukrainian that was the condition for the president of Ukraine to get the money in other words Donald Trump tried to bribe the president of Ukraine now the bribery did begin because he froze the money waiting for the president of Ukraine to do what he demanded that's how bribery and extortion happen but because something happened he released the money and what he demanded did not happen Republican defense isn't committing a crime but what end up happening is when the house get get information that what was going on Donald Trump had no choice but to release the money because everybody understand what bribery is so he quickly released the money so Republicans saying well there is nothing because he released the money I'm gonna give you two examples and you tell me what do you think about those if you feel sick you go to a doctor well you go to the doctor they did tests for you here tests for you there send you to specialists they do more tests for you and then they send you back to your primary doctor so of course the primary doctor has all the information of all the tests that's done so the primary doctor knows exactly what's going on but the primary doctor say well I'm not sure what's going on because all the tests seem to reveal that things are not bad so of course you go home and of course you 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 puzzle because you don't feel well and then and yet all the tests reveal that there is not there is nothing wrong with you but your health doesn't seem to be improving being deteriorated so you keep going to the doctor to do more tests and they do more tests a few months later it get to the point that you actually dying 
and your primary doctor comes to you by your bedside and say, I'm terribly sorry, you have cancer. Oh, it's not something that just happened. You've been, uh, you've been living with that for quite some time. I just didn't want to tell you about it to worry you. How would you feel that that doctor kept that information from you? Great? Angry? Outraged? Of course you would. Because you're thinking now, in your deathbed, had the doctor told you earlier, maybe you would have had a chance to leave. Because you could have seen, especially someone, maybe you could have been taken pills. Maybe your health would have improved. But you don't have any of that. Because the doctor kept that information from you. Now, here's a second example. That's more in line with what Republican legislators today, you know, those people you're watching uh, on uh, C-SPAN, uh, deliberating over all the witnesses coming instead of looking. Because the way that... If you're wearing a partisan hat, you do not understand the process. Obviously, because you want your Republican legislator to ask questions that either smear the witness or that, that tries to, to, to make certain that the witness is the problem, not the actual problem, which is that the President of the United States bribes the president of Ukraine. You see, the legislative body job is to find out what really happened and then take the course of action that's appropriate. When you watch any of the Republicans asking questions, what do you see happen? They're questioning the witness. Not the actual problem because that's that's what the 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 investigation the the legislative the congressional investigation that's what congressional investigation is supposed to be not one party trying to accuse and the other party trying to defend that's not congressional oversight congressional oversight requires that all the members, I know you may not know that because you don't care, or you may not care, because you're more interested in, and that's the reason those individuals, people like Devin Nunez, that's the reason that they put up a show for you, because they know you're watching, all you're looking for is for him to say things that flattering to the president or defending the president. That's not the job that Devin Nunez has. Now, you make it possible for him to behave that way because you're not holding him 
accountable to do the job he's supposed to do. So of course he's going to put a show for you. The job is to ask information to find enough about the problem so that you can they can bring a correction. That's how improvement are, uh, is done. That's how you improve your life. By not it's not by accusing the person that pointing the problem out. Now, here's the defense Republicans are bringing forth. And tell me what you think. You, as a woman, if you are a woman, or if you are uh, your sister, your mother, or your daughter, is kidnapped by someone who is a rapist. However, the kidnapping, I'm not going to go through the detail, but follow me because you should be able to understand the, 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 the logic the Republicans are using in order to say what the president did. The bribery is not a problem because it did not happen. It did not go through. Remember what I mentioned? The president froze the money and demanded the president of Ukraine to... To veer the Russia investigation from being done uh, instead of what the intelligence agency said that it was Russia, but for the president of Ukraine to say, oh no, that wasn't Russia, that was people from Ukraine. That's what the president of the United States was demanding from the president of Ukraine in order to get the money. So he froze the money. That's what bribery is, in case you didn't know. But the Republicans are saying, well, it did release the money, so that's not bribery. Let me show you what the Republican defense is. You, or your sister, or your daughter, or your spouse, or your mother, kidnapped, drugged, and the rapist, try to rape you by taking you into an alley, a dark alley. Drop you on the floor, punch you, rip your clothes off, put adhesive, uh, whatever, uh, scotch tape over your mouth so that you don't scream. Rip your clothes off and remove your underwear. He lowers his zipper and lowers himself to start raping you when a police car drove into the alley and the rapist ran. You with me so far? You get the gist so far? Well, let me tell you where we at in comparison to the bribery that Donald Trump did. Donald Trump froze the money to give to Ukraine to buy weapons to defend against Russian aggression. The president of Ukraine already set an interview with CNN. Rudy Giuliani already gave the president of Ukraine talking point. 
things to say during the interview. The whistleblower blow the whistle. Panic. Donald Trump released the money. The rapists did all the initial step. Prevent you from screaming, punch you down, rip your clothes off, remove your underwear, lower his zipper. A police car pulled into the alley, he ran. If you're following the Republican logic, Donald Trump did not commit bribery because, well, he released the money. It did not keep the money frozen. And the president of Ukraine did not go to the microphone. So the uh, Ukraine canceled the interview with CNN. So it didn't happen. That's the Republican defense. Now follow me very closely. If that defense is acceptable, then you should not have any problem accepting the defense that the rapist didn't rape you. As such, the rapist did not commit any crime. Can you accept that? Is it a good defense? How would you feel if you hear the rapist attorney making that defense? Would you agree with it? That's a good defense. Would you agree that the rapist did not commit a crime? Because the rapist did not rape you. Remember, it never happened. It was about to happen. The police car into the alley, get the rapist to run. So the rapist did not rape you. Yes, it did everything that leading to the rape, but it did not rape you or your sister or your mother or your wife or your daughter. So is the argument good? Because you cannot possibly believe that the rapist is guilty of anything and at the same time saying Donald Trump is not guilty of anything. Help me out. Help me understand where you are in terms of logic here. Because that's what the Republican legislators are advancing. That Donald Trump released the money so there was no bribery. Would you go along with that? Now, as I mentioned, if you accept that the rapist did not commit a crime because it did not rape you, it did not, the rape did not happen. Because that's the point the Republicans are trying to make. Because at some point when Donald Trump get caught, the police getting into the, into the alley, when he got caught, he released the money. In other words, there is no crime. So when the police car pulled into the alley and the rapist ran, the, the rapist did not rape you or your daughter or your sister or your mother or your wife. So the rapist did not commit a crime according 
to the Republican defense. You see what legal stupidity is? The Republican expect use a legal stupidity argument because they betting that the Republican constituent are stupid enough to buy the argument. That's why they keep pushing the argument. I watched during the first two hearing, the first two hearing uh, last week, how Devin Nunez on national TV lie about the process, lie about what's going on. And what makes it even worse is the fact that when those hearings happening behind the scene, Devin Nunez and I think it's, I don't know the exact number, but I would say 10, 12 other Republicans are part of that process behind closed door. That's the investigation that's done just like a, 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 an investigator would do because like in the case of Clinton, there was a, spe uh, a, a, a special prosecutor who was assigned to do the investigation. In this case, we're talking about the Ukraine, there is no special prosecutor. So Congress is doing what the special prosecutor would do behind closed doors. And they're not doing it by themselves. When Ken Starr was conducting investigation in Clinton, there was no Democrat involved. It was just Ken Starr. But in this particular case that we're talking about, when, the, when they're having closed-door hearing, there are at least 12 Republicans, including Devin Nunez, who take part in that. But he relies on the ignorance, on the gullibility of the Republican constituent to buy the argument he's making that things are happening behind closed doors. I never grasped that, but I do understand why they do it. Today, Republicans are using the legal stupidity argument to convince the Republican constituent that Donald Trump did not commit a crime. Would you accept that bribery is not a crime? If not, then you would know that the President of the United States committed crime. Now being partisan, there is nothing wrong with that. If you have a family member who commits a crime, you may still support the family member because that's a member of your family. But stupidity is to argue against the victim because it's a family member. There is no argument that Donald Trump committed a crime because even the Republican already conceded that. 
what they hoping to happen is they can exploit the gullibility, the naiveness, and yes, the ignorance of the Republican constituent in order to make the argument that since Donald Trump released the money, that's not that bad. Since you did not get raped, the represent committed a crime. How about that? Ask them if they would accept that argument. Ask any of your Republican legislators if they would accept that argument that a rapist about to rape you, the only reason the rape did not happen is because the police car pulled into the alley and the rapist ran. Not a change of heart. Now, it would be a different story if the rapist drop you on the floor, rip your clothes off, remove your underwear, put his zipper down and about to rape you and then he stopped. Pull his zipper back up and walk away. Now, it's still assault. Don't get me wrong. It's still assault. But it didn't rape you. You could say the rape didn't happen. But the rape didn't have a change of heart. Donald Trump didn't have a change of heart. When Donald Trump released the money, it's because he got caught. Not because he got a change of heart. A change of heart would have been nobody said anything there was no whistleblower and then midstream Donald Trump stop and say to the president of Ukraine you don't have to do that I'll release the money that's not what happened now that's already bad enough but you have people in the legislative body who are supposed to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. Yes, the Republicans. That's what they're supposed to do. But you watch any of them and you see them defending the behavior of a criminal. What Donald Trump did was a crime. There is no if and but about it. It becomes the responsibility of the legislative body to impeach him and remove him from office. And that can only happen if you, the Republican constituent, pressure your Republican representative to do what's demanded in the Constitution of the United States. How do you make sense of the noise? Talking points here, sound bites there, chaos, confusion, partisanship, lawmakers with no concern for our Constitution, deception, corruption running rampant in Washington. Is it all politics join me every day for our regular program air at 10 30 a.m on youtube facebook twitter for a discussion on social political issues which impact our lives and those of future generations see you then tomorrow as i mentioned that's when uh, 
the another hearing I believe there are going to be five people if I'm not mistaken oh there is more than five wow so that's tomorrow Tuesday as you can see in the morning there's gonna be Jennifer Williams and Alexander Vinman those will testify in the morning at 2 30 p.m. we're gonna have Kurt Volker and Tim Morrison those were gonna be the people testifying on Tuesday and on Wednesday as you see in the morning 9 a.m. you're gonna have Gordon Sondland and in the afternoon it's gonna be Laura Cooper and David Hale and on Thursday it's gonna be Fiona Hale at 9 a.m. there is nobody in the afternoon we will have a short program obviously we'll try to squeeze it uh, to squeeze our program between uh, the morning and the afternoon hearing uh, and we will give you kind of a, a sense as to what we see how things are shaping up in terms of uh, the amount mountain of evidence that will be discussed publicly in regards to Donald Trump attempt trying to bribe the president of Ukraine I'll be right back how do you make sense of the news talking points here sound bites there chaos confusion partisanship lawmakers with no concern for our constitution deception corruption running rampant in washington is it all politics join me every day for our regular program air at 10 30 a.m on youtube facebook twitter for a discussion on social political issues which impact our lives and those of future generations. See you then. I do hope this program was informational, informative, and you got something out of it. If not, you already know what to do. Send us your comments, your criticism, your suggestion. Help us make it better. In the meantime, should you have a particular topic you would like us to talk about, send it to us. We will research it, we will debate it right here on the 4th French program. The place for common sense. I hope you can join me again tomorrow. As I mentioned earlier, we will squeeze the program between uh, the morning uh, hearing and the afternoon hearing which means we will try to do the program uh, maybe around one o'clock uh, at which point in time we expect maybe the um, morning hearing would have ended so join me again tomorrow for another interesting episode 
of America in crisis. Good day. That was an update through the prism of common sense. Join us again tomorrow at 10.30 a.m. for a full presentation. I am MD, host of the fourth branch program, The Place for Common Sense. Send us comments, criticism, suggestion, or simply let us know how we're doing. Thank you for watching. Have a wonderful afternoon. See you next time. Fourth Branch Podcast is brought to you in collaboration with the People Branch publication, which can be found on the People Branch website.
located at peoplebranch.org that's p-e-o-p-l-e-b-r-a-n-c-h dot org that's peoplebranch.org website in which you will find a number of very interesting articles my name is Mike Duchenne MD for short I hope you have a great afternoon or a great evening whichever it happens to be hopefully you can join me again next time for another interesting episode of this podcast that was the fourth branch live from New York good day good day